Hi, and welcome back to the Business on Purpose podcast, where we, father and son, talk about business, business education, and the desire to do good. That is right. My name is Rainier. I am Eric, and the welcome, dad. And welcome back to episode five. All right. The dad. How are you feeling, big guy? I know you, you've been... You, you've been a little bit ill recently. I, I yes, I have. In fact, I had um, uh, I had the COVID. No, <laughs> not the COVID. Not the, yeah, the COVID. So I got I, I tested positive uh, a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago now. It was my symptoms started, and it's been a mild case. Um, More mild than I think you know. But it's been pretty, you know, I've had the body aches, I've had the chills, the fever, the headache, the wooziness, the fatigue. But it's persisted, though. What's been the worst thing? What's been the worst part about it? Yeah, just the fact that it's like zaps your energy. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Just makes you more, even more tired recently. But you know, it makes me feel like connected a lot more, even more connected to this whole global thing. You know? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, it's... The, you know, the fact that I have this thing that's like in the news and has killed, you know, almost 600,000 people in this country is pretty trippy. Shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes you think. And then, and then just, just a few days ago, this uh, World Health Organization report came out, which I didn't read the whole thing, but just some of the highlights was that they're almost, the scientists are almost uh, 100% sure that this, this virus uh, came from a bat. Really? 100% sure it came from a bat, huh? So you think about this little piece of RNA. That's wild. I know. This little piece of RNA that started in a bat, like on the other side of the world, you know, it it, it, it was somehow, trans, you know, before it spilled over into humans, they think it went, there was like a, what do they call it, an intermediate host. It was a, mm. it was some other, you know, maybe a pangolin or something. Right. But then it gets into people. And then this incredible thing just multiplies itself billions of times. And it ends up at 207 Oakley Drive in State College. Amazing. Wow. I know. Crazy yeah. how the world's interconnected like that. And, and you know, yeah. okay, yeah. you know what's funny? Yeah. I'm gonna, so I'm going to lightly spoil something. I recently watched the Netflix documentary Sea Spiracy. Yeah, very good. Very yeah. good. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, but what's funny is I want to mention this because there's something. There was something in there that he. I think. I think the director kind of alluded to COVID in a mm. way, and I'll say. I'll say how in just a second. But in, in a part of the documentary, they talk about how the growth of the commercial fishing industry has expanded to be so great that we're wrapping around areas of the African and Southeast Asian continent where usually these rural communities would mm. almost entirely rely on these small fishing boats that would go out and bring back, you know, minor, very, very, very minor, like, catches of fish to feed the whole, like, whole villages and people like that. Mm-hmm. So off the Gold Coast of Africa, Southeast Coast of uh, Asia and India, um, these, like, small rural villages would almost entirely subsist of fish. But since the commercial fishing industry has been growing, they've been taking so much of the fish from around these like local fishing spots. And again, with massive boats and huge, extremely advanced technological machines, um, that these villages have had to shift from eating almost mainly fish to start looking inland for new animals to hunt and eat. Which is crazy because he mentions in the documentary that a part of that this that yes. this like shift in what we're eating and, and what's even being eaten in these small villages has had a huge impact on the growth of diseases and viruses. And, and he didn't mention coronavirus specifically, but much like coronavirus, you know, yeah. these ones that we're getting from eating different animals. He talks about how he talks about how eating from the brush opens us yeah. up to a whole new yeah. realm of diseases and different bacteria that we're not used to used to consuming. Wow. So the fishing industry, uh, what a crazy connection. I know. That's why when you shift, when you shift a protein source from the oceans to inland and you get to, uh, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, more wild species of animals that are native. Wow, yeah. that's so interesting. The question is, what what do you want on your plate? Do you want microplastics or do you want COVID? Right. That's a good question. Do you want COVID or <laughs> microplastics? What do you want on your plate? Wow. Huh? I don't know that too. Just the connections, uh, yeah, the connectedness of the world is incredible. Dude, it's crazy. So anyway, but I'm feeling better and I'm glad to, we had to skip, uh, what was it, just a week? Oh yeah, one week. Oh, just one week because of COVID, um, which makes sense because that's the season that we're in. Yeah. But I'm glad to be back. And just as we have you back, we have a great, great topic for today. Very interesting. Getting back to our, you know, talking about business education and advice for advancing high schoolers that are interested in going to a business school. Mm -hmm. I think we have a great topic for today because a super important part of being in business school, especially at SPIEL, it gets talked about a ton, is the importance of getting work experience. Hmm. Going to job fairs, networking, and we talked about networking a little bit last episode, but networking, exactly, getting yeah. internships, and, and eventually at the end of your college career, the, the prospect for a lot of students, I think for a SMEAL, over 99% of students, is to have a job offer post-graduation. Yeah, absolutely. Is to be yeah. able to secure a job post-graduation, yeah. which yeah. brings us to our topic for today's podcast episode. Yeah, I love this. Which is going to be about recording your impact. Recording As your a business impact. student. Hmm. Now, what do I mean? And I'll, I'll define this for, for my own sake because I think yeah. that this is kind of being led by me today. Uh, what do I mean by, what do I mean by uh, recording my impact? So I'm a, again, I'm a final semester senior, about to graduate, looking out into the job world, looking at the materials I kind of have with me, all the experiences I have. There's a lot of things I have recorded in different places. You know, I have a lot of memories stored up in like Instagram. I have mm. some things posted on LinkedIn. Mm. I have a, you know, at times a somewhat patchwork, larger resume. And then I have a smaller, refined, like one page resume. Um, and I have all of these different experiences that I've recorded in different areas. But one of the most challenging things that I've noticed kind of coming into the end of my time at Penn State and moving toward graduation is that there is a huge, huge focus on differentiating yourself by being able to effectively communicate the results and the things that you've done, the impacts that you've had through your experiences and being able to communicate that to prospective recruiters, to mm, companies, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to people that you're going to work with, work for, and being able to do that really, really concisely and effectively. Mm -hmm. And one of the challenges and one of the things that I'm looking back and noticing now is that it would have been very, very helpful to have some kind of, and we're gonna, what the, the term I'm gonna use for today is going to be an impact journal. Um, this may be different than other things that you've heard about, you know, doing something similar. Um, but I'm gonna call it the impact journal. And, and basically, it would have been helpful now that I'm building a, you know, a, a really concise resume, a really effective resume to take out into the job market. It would have been great to have a journal to reference that had recorded the different experiences I've mm. had, the different things that I've done, yeah, yeah, what I did in those roles, why mm -hmm. I did it, and what kind of results, what kind of impact I had uh, through through those experiences. So we've talked a little bit about mm. things I've done for IBM, things I've done for Saxby's, but even down to more minute things, positions I've held in student organizations, yeah, uh, even recently, you know, creating a social media market, creating a social media campaign to run for student government in my senior year. Little things like this that, that you might not notice in the moment, but mm. th these are these are really important activities, experiences that can communicate great skills and initiative and can really be used to market yourself to companies 
you know, at the at the end of the day, maybe a year, two, three years in the future, you may not even realizing it when you're doing it. But when you look back to be like, damn, I really wish I had yeah. some kind of concrete numbers, some kind of results, something measured mm. from what I did yeah, so that I could communicate that to a company. I love it. I love it. So let me just build on that by sharing an analogy that comes to me when, oh, yeah. what uh, you got? As, as you were talking. And then I, let, me, let me just share this. I think for, for, for listeners that don't know your story, maybe you can uh, paint a little more of a picture kind of starting from, you know, sort of freshman year through senior year. What were those different experiences that that uh, that you wish you had in, in, in your impact journal? Love the impact journal idea, by the way. Mm. So here's here's the analogy that comes to me. So uh, so my mom is uh, and Rainier's grandmother, obviously, uh, has been retired for a number of years. And one of the things that she's picked up in retirement is painting. Interesting. So here's my analogy. So as I understand from my mom, when you paint, you have to sort of, you're sort of going back and forth between two different views, right? So I'm not a painter, but if we could all picture ourselves like in front of a canvas, mm -hmm. on, on one part, you got to lean into the canvas and make some marks. And so think about these marks as these experiences that Rainier is talking about. Mm. But you also need to be able to step back and say, okay, what the heck is it that I'm painting here, right? Is it a landscape piece? Is it flowers? Is it birds? Is it whatever, whatever? But then you got to go in and make a mark on the canvas. Yeah. And you got to go back out, right? So it sounds like to to what 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 Rainier is saying is that in many ways in college you're sort of really close to the canvas, making all these marks, but maybe you don't take enough time to pull back and say, what is this total picture looking like? And mm -hmm. that's what an impact journal could do. We'd be able yeah. to capture that bigger picture. Yeah, because and, and this is this is super, super important um, for all my young college students, for all my my about to graduate high schoolers out there yeah. and, and even parents of soon to be high school graduates. It is so important for you to be able to create this larger picture painting, as it were, uh, of yourself mm -hmm. at the end of your college career, at the end of your, uh, I guess, sort of educational career before you move into the work world, because you have to be able to show that picture Hmm. to people that are going to work with you, that are going to want to hire you, because they need to be able to quickly and clearly understand who are they looking at, who are they about to hire, mm -hmm. and why is this person going to be the best person for the job? Mm -hmm. Why are they going to be the right ones to fill this role? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The people that can do that the, mo the, the most you know, easily, the most effectively, they're the ones that time and time again, they get the internships they want, they get the jobs they want, and they also have a better understanding of who they are as a person, and they carry that confidence with them into those situations. So, so when you, when you, when you are able to create this sort of clear mosaic and, and piece together why these mm -hmm. experiences are important to you and what you did in them, you get a sort of better understanding, you know, not only of, of who you are, but what you really want to do. Mm -hmm. And you can sort of look back on these different experiences and say, mm. oh, I really liked doing that and I enjoyed doing this. I loved the experience I had doing this, this, and this. I loved working in coffee. You know, I loved being a part of a choir, maybe. Um, I loved doing my consulting projects. Maybe I need to look for something in, in, in the center of all of these or, or how these all kind of interact or, or what did I really mm. enjoy from those experiences? What stuck with me? Yeah. So one of the things that strikes me from what you just said is that uh, in some ways what you the, the picture that you get from your impact journal is maybe first and foremost for you. Mm, yeah. Right. That is for yeah, you to is, learn about is. yourself. Where are your areas of giftedness? Where are your areas of strength? Where are your areas of interest? Uh, where, where, what are things that you're not interested in? 
um, which are just as important to record as uh, the things you are interested in. To be, to be quite, quite yeah, honest with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it seems like because initially when you were talking about the impact journal concept, it was it was focused a lot on the employer, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, but there's an important there. The, in, the, the most important conversation before the employer is that one with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Or, that one, or the, you know, perhaps with trusted friends and family and so forth. But you need some kind of something on paper that you can look back on and say, okay, what have I now learned over the last year, two years, three years, four years? And what does that tell me in terms of what the what is the kind of work that I want to be doing? So I, do you think you could maybe take us through an example um, or one or two examples and say, if you had your impact journal, what would you have recorded that would be worth uh, remembering? Mm. Absolutely. If I if I so if I teleport back to day one freshman year, yeah, <clears throat> I got new, I got a new set of classes, new opportunities ahead of me. I got my impact journal with me and the wisdom of how to do it. Mm-hmm. What would I start recording? I would probably first look at okay, here's the here's the physical infrastructure of what I'm doing semester number one. I don't think, and I th- I think other people that are really enthusiastic about journaling, they might they might like to do like a daily or a weekly journal. For something like this, I think it's okay to think about longer periods of time, a couple of months, a whole semester. Yeah. That's the way I would personally look at it. If you're a yeah. big if you're a big journaling person, you love to document things, you like to write posts. Maybe you record this on the day to day. Maybe you record it every couple of days or every week. Um, but I would think of it over a longer period of time. So I'd probably look at the first semester and I might have a general note of, okay, what classes am I taking? What do I want? What, what, uh, what organizations am I getting involved with? Mm. For me, I think in my first semester, that would have been, I took a stat 200 course. I think I had a sociology course and I think I got involved with the men's choir and the rowing crew in that first semester. Um, and those are just a couple things that come to my mind. I don't know exactly. I don't have my impact journal. Um, <laughs> but if I had it, I would remember. And the reason, the, the reason I would lay that sort of physical infrastructure first is that it's important to kind of write all of these things down. So you can remember thinking back, okay, what have I actually done? Hmm. And I would probably do that at the beginning of the semester. And I would also chart, I would just make a note of any larger projects that happened, any group projects in a class anything I worked on in those specific organizations when they happened in the moments that I had that sort of first note made Mm -hmm. at the end of that semester, I would probably take some time to look back and say, okay, what are maybe one or two things that I really learned from that class, from that experience? What did I really take away either? and, and, And the important thing about an impact journal to me is that it can be sort of both personal and professional. I think it really needs to liken itself to you. So it can be things that you, that you learned at a very like deep and like wise scale about yourself. Like, like, Oh, I found out that I'm, I'm really good at solving interpersonal conflicts between other people. Um, and I, I learned that during crew, uh, because it's very important to build a sense of community and, and, you know, a very strong connection between a team and a boat. That could be a deep thing. Mm. Or it could just be something as simple as, I don't really like singing that much, and I actually don't really want to be in a men's choir. And that is just as helpful uh, yeah, for something like this. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think for, you know, and I think this is a great repetitive strategy to take, to, to think in these sort of phases of your life. Mm-hmm. In college, it's really easy to do because you have these natural time frames right. set out for you. You have the fall semester, the spring semester, you have summer. It's always like, th- in some ways, there's three... Right, sort of chunks out to your of, of, yeah. of your year, right? Exactly, and and you have, and you have these three set time frames where you can say, okay, 
what do I have? What, what am I looking back on? What am I looking forward to? Mm-hmm. And I think having these big time frames makes it very, very easy to just take even a small amount of time and almost not, not, and I don't want to say this is not a, this is, this is very different from a planner where you would say, what do I want mm. to do? What am I going to do? What are my goals? What's my strategy? This is just saying very simply what's happening and then what happened. Yeah. And maybe yeah. a little bit about why or how. Yeah. Let me just fold one thing into here, and you're, you're, part of what you're saying is making me think about um, some reading I did a couple of years ago on sort of like learning, mm-hmm. and like the neuroscience of learning. And I and, I, and one of the I, I picked up this great phrase, which is that <clears throat> we learn by what comes out of the mind, not mm-hmm. by what goes into it. Interesting. Yeah, think about that for a minute. So we don't learn by what goes in, right? We learn huh. by what comes out so in some ways what that would suggest is that uh and 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 so with a simple illustration of what that means is was when a student and then i'll apply it to the impact journal but what that's about is that if a student is going to uh prepare for an exam and let's say it's one of these exams you got to memorize a lot of stuff for yeah yeah so that that kind of exam yeah love Um, those memory exams yeah uh, well, some in the sciences and in other areas, I mean, there's just certain concepts, equations that you you do need to understand. So what's the best way to, to acquire that information? So the wrong way is just to kind of like reread stuff a bunch of times, right? Mm-hmm. And you feel like, oh, you got it, but you don't got it, right? Yeah. Um, because if you're just rereading it, it's just going in, but you're not forcing it to come out, right? You're not forcing yourself to recall, do what they call retrieval practice. So what's more effective to prepare for that exam, I'm going to tie it back to the impact journal in just a minute. But what's more effective to prepare for that exam is to use, you know, I guess some people that some, sometimes these days they use Quizlet or they use flashcards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but some way, something that prompts you with a question, but then you have to force your brain to go into your stored memory and pull that thing out. And what, so what the neuroscience has found is that the more times you force yourself to go in and pull those memories out and articulate it uh, in your own words the more you have what they call durable learning. Mm. So, so that's the idea. So, so to me, um, what's powerful about that, maybe as it relates to impact journal and sort of this whole idea of <laughs> recording your impact is that as you go through college, in some ways you're just getting all this stuff pouring into your mind, right? Yeah. But the impact journal, yeah, what, what, it can, what it can provide is an opportunity for that stuff to come out because the reality is you're not actually wringing as much learning from that as possible if you're just allowing it to come into your head and then you go to the next semester and you just sort of keep moving on moving on moving on you do have to do this kind of like forced activity make it as fun as you're as possible maybe every semester at the end of each summer to go back and say okay let me get my impact journal out and recall and then i can make this learning my own because i'm not just having things come into my mind i'm pulling them out and making sense of them in a way that you were just saying before. Here's what I liked. Here's what I didn't like. Here's what I learned about myself. And then you can kind of put it back on the shelf and, you know, in, until the next semester goes by. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very important because a lot of times as a, as a, as a college student, there are just some things that there are some classes that very easily dissolve into the past semesters um, mm, yeah, two two or three semesters is enough time to almost let you completely forget about a class that you've taken. So, eight eight semesters in, you're you're not going to remember everything from 
those mm-hmm. from those first two years. And and I'm not going to say that you you should. Yeah. Right. I think I think learning is I think at times learning is just done in the moment and then whatever sticks mm-hmm. whatever skills are built and trained will be will be further built on in coming experiences. So it's it's okay to let some of that stuff slide, but I think I think in a certain to a certain extent it's important to remember some things from what you've done. At, at least the things that were important to you in the moment because you won't have that same value in your memory yeah. in the future. You you can't guarantee that. You might have had a really valuable experience in one of your past classes that you thought was great in the moment, but you not when you might not remember that two or three semesters down the line. Yeah. And yeah, so there's yeah. absolutely no harm in in making a small note about it or writing that down so that future you can look back and say, "Wow, that thing I did really had an impact on me or I really had an impact on it mm-hmm. and here's why here's how I want to remember that thing as I kind of move forward with my time in college as I look at more companies as I look at what I really want to do professionally and as I start to pitch myself to those companies here's how I want to do it and here's how I want to sort of talk about myself and my experiences mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's really important absolutely and also there are a lot of and, and the, the next sort of chapter I want to move on to with this conversation is there are a lot of experiences there are a lot of things that you do that are very important or very complex or interesting in the moment but you might you might fall you might you might Lay, you you might get tripped up by the pitfall of minimizing those experiences, looking back on them. That's what I want to say. So so minimizing your experiences mm. as you yeah. sort of look in in hindsight is a very dangerous thing that can that can very realistically happen. Mm. And I want to give a quick example. Yeah, what do you of that. mean by that? Yeah, that's interesting. So the, the so a good example of this is when I was when when COVID had just first started. I was creating a a social media campaign hmm. to run for student government right. at Penn State, to run for the representative of the Smeal College of Business. Um, and I remember when I was doing it, <laughs> it, it, was, it was really, really exciting because it was the end of a college semester. And I was excited because I needed a new project. And I thought, wow, this will be great. I'll, I'll connect with every student organization in Smeal and I'll make some great graphics and the day of the election, I'll text a bunch of people and it'll be this huge thing. And quite frankly, I remember I, this. You worked your tail off. On exactly. This exactly. That's yeah. the crazy thing. But it was just, like this intense period of like, it was like, I don't know. It was like, it seemed, it seemed to me like six weeks or something. It was just it, like super intense. No, even, or four even, weeks or three even less. Weeks. It was two to, it was maybe two to three weeks where wow, I sent yeah. out a bunch of emails. I connected with maybe, five or six student organizations in Smeal and had like one to two hour conversations with their presidents to try and get their, to, to try and get their support, to get the, to get the people in that organization to, uh, to, to vote for me for the representative of Smeal because it, it was an election. Um, and I spent hours on can on Canva, a great, great website for making uh, <laughs> graphics. I spent hours on Canva making these website graphics. I made a website for it, mm-hmm. ended up doing stuff on social media and the day of the election, I pretty much texted everybody I knew yeah. that was in Smeal, put put messages into every group me. I mean, texted everyone to give them the link to go vote and ended up getting like um, 600 or some 
votes, I think, for that election, which was 10% of the entire student body of SMEAL, which doesn't, which doesn't sound like a lot, but we are a big academic college. So 6,000 students is, yeah. is an ample amount. Yeah, yeah. 600 of those uh, voting for me, I think, is... So, so you think it was because, you think it was because it was such an intense period is that that's why you sort of have minimized the import the, the importance well, of all of the, all that you learned from that is well, that kind of what you're well, driving well, at of, here yeah well kind of minimizing but like in the moment it was so exciting and interesting and like captivating and I was really like pouring my soul into it yeah but I can't like looking back on it it's almost like our memory isn't that great for for feel for the mm. way that things felt in the moment. Yeah. Like looking back on it, I'm like, damn, that was kind of cool, or that was exciting, or like it's really interesting that I did that. But I'm not like, wow, I remember that as being like this super, super impactful thing that I worked so hard on. Mm. And like if I had just taken some time in the moment to write some of that down, or even just note it, that like, oh, like, hey, I'm running for, like, like in an impact journal, for example, <laughs> that if I had said, hey, I'm running for this student organization and I need to make a social media campaign. Like that is something, and, and to put to make this very very real, that is something that you can hmm. that you can make make a very solid experience and say yes, I really enjoyed making graphics. Mm-hmm. I liked interacting with people on social media and and writing all these emails, connecting with people, having these conversations, and driving a great result, which was which ended up winning me that election of getting all of those votes. I think I I I think I doubled the votes of the other person that was running against me. Um, which is really interesting from a personal perspective, but that is also something incredible that you can then turn around and communicate to a company that you want to work for, someone mm. that you want to work with, or just a professional in the industry to kind of show them that you have the ability to do this thing. And, mm-hmm. and specifically, it's you know it, it's marketing, it's content creation, social media marketing, um, interpersonal communication skills, leadership in a sense, time management. There are a lot of things that you can communicate to other people about this thing. But only, but only if you remember it. But only if you remember it. And, like have, I can, and have exactly. made and have made sense of it, right? Made it more conscious as to, uh, to your point, like what did you do? What did you learn from it? Yeah. Right? And, and and are you ready to now articulate that to somebody else as part of your overall yeah. story? Yeah. And a good business student will remember that it happened. They'll be able to tell a little story about it. Mm-hmm. But a great a great student, a great sort of learner will remember will remember why that was so important, what they felt in the moment, and then ultimately the results that they drove and be able to communicate that with a very concise narrative mm. that will very clearly illustrate, uh, you know, what they did in the moment and how they sort of drove those results. I love that. I love that. I, it, it, actually, it, it's interesting. This, this actually connects. I know we're going to wrap up here in a minute, but th- this... this um, Connects to what we were talking about before we started recording. In some ways, we, yeah. So we, we were having a we were having a brief conversation about um, uh, about short emails versus longer emails mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, and and and, I, and to me, the connection is, you know, as, as somebody who has hired students, who has hired people, to me, it is very impressive when somebody can um, be concrete, vivid, and very brief. Yeah. Uh, if somebody knows themselves and knows their experience and has the confidence to be very concrete in what they've done, very vivid in what they've what the impact of that has been, but also very brief, so that probably makes sense. But if you look at the opposite, I've also seen this, right? So this is somebody who's very abstract, mm. very long winded, yeah. And they get done talking, and you're like, well, you used a bunch of nice words, but I still don't know any more about you yeah. than I did at the beginning about 
okay, so I, so what did you do exactly and what have you accomplished? And I still don't really get what exactly you're going to bring to right, this company or this organization. But the more you reflect on these experiences, the more it allows you to be very brief. Yeah. Right. Very concrete and very vivid in what you communicate. And that's what employers are looking for. Yeah. And in that way, both in understanding yourself and also getting in, in a way, getting this practice of mm. recording things, but also recording the how and the why of the mm -hmm. experiences that you've done and being able to be, being able to sort of create craft a short narrative about an experience that you had what the end result was and sort of why slash how you drove to that result. It is a very, very high level skill that you can develop over your time. I think specifically as a business student, but even as a, just a, a student in general, um, with the ultimate point of, you know, to be, to be someone that is memorable. I, I think you never, mm. you, you don't, you don't want to waste anybody's time yeah. ever. You don't want to waste anybody's time ever. If, if anything, people should value the time that they have with you from the smallest interaction to like the most important conversation. Like you never want to like with it, like with an email, with a message, with a conversation, don't waste anybody's time. <laughs> Keep it concise, be, you know, be vivid when it comes down to it, be creative, be interesting. But I mean, really the, the, all of that's just a culmination of being yourself, knowing your impact and knowing what, knowing the value you bring. You know, it's funny that you say don't waste people's time because in some ways I, I totally agree with that. And I, to, to me, here's how I'm, I might make sense of it is in some ways you want to waste the time that you waste. You want to waste in your journal mm -hmm. so that you don't waste people's time. Exactly. Right. So you want to waste that time making sense of it within your own head, within your journal, maybe in conversations so that in, when the time really comes and you've got to have that conversation with somebody on email or in a, in a, in a interview setting or whatever, you can be brief yeah. and to the point. But it's hard to be brief and to the point if you haven't done in some ways if you haven't done the the work to kind of feel it out and talk it out and write it out and so forth in some ways you have to waste a lot of time somewhere in order to not waste any time mm -hmm. when the moment calls for yeah. it yeah and the people the people that almost show that incompetence or that lack of preparation to me lack of preparation to me in the moment that is very clearly illustrated by long-winded explanations or very roundabout ways of telling a story of getting to the point of explaining an experience or something that they did if it feels very if it feels very piecemeal very like unprepared and, and sort of scattered it probably then you, is then it is it probably <laughs> is then, then you all but you also know that they probably haven't thought about it Probably haven't until that know, moment. Haven't haven't yeah, really reflected yeah. on it at any point. Haven't had a chance to write anything about it, um, and and that's not what you want to show other people. I think that's not the that's not the way to, to set a first impression. Not a way to pitch yourself. Yeah, and not a not a way to interact with other business professionals. To be sure, I love it. So uh, closing thoughts on an impact journal. I've got I've got three. Go so it. my my advice on on you know these would be journals in, in general but an impact journal would be I think I think uh find a really nice journal like mm. something that you like the feel of it um and get a really nice journal really nice pen you know something that you're kind of excited to you know put your hands on um people might want to use a Google Doc or some other kind of like online platform that might be your thing it's definitely not my thing but I think the point is is Make it a place where you're excited to spend time, you know, a few times a year. Number That's number one. Number two is 
I think you should make it social if that's if that's works for you. In other words, you might it might be something that you do with friends or with family, you know, at the end of each semester or so make it social, uh, you know, have an accountability partner maybe is kind of a deal. And then I would number three would be make it fun. You know, so like if you're somebody who likes to draw or, you know, I don't know, do collages or even there's a lot of different ways you can you can uh, think about an impact journal. Uh, not just sort of writing and words, you know, sort mm -hmm. of in, in the sort of traditional sense. So make it really your own, make it fun, make it something that you really enjoy doing. Yeah, I think that very much comes back to it. Like this should very much be something that is close to home for you and you feel really comfortable. And, 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 that, and that feels like something you would do. As funny as that sounds, like, yeah. like a lot of people talk about, to, to me, a lot of people talk about journaling or, or having like a notebook that they always use, almost in a way that's like, this, this is what everyone should do, and like, this is the way that everybody should do it. But like, it needs to feel like something that is very you. Yes. To me. If you, Absolutely. And if you're a person that likes to like write posts or, you know, like you, like you were saying, likes to do art, there are other ways to, to record and collect this kind of information. But at the end of the day, it comes down to remembering the experiences you've had and remembering those sort of specific details, the impact that either you had or the impact that that experience had on you. And in that way, you'll be able to never waste anybody's time ever. <laughs> you will always succeed. I love it. Great. Thanks, big guy. Another great one, man. Thank you so much. Bye.